This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, diseases of the pancreas are on the rise. Acute pancreatitis is one of the most frequent gastrointestinal causes for hospital admission in the United States. And chronic pancreatitis, although lower in incidence, significantly reduces a patient's quality of life. Lastly, pancreatic cancer is one of the top five causes of death from cancer in the U.S. Well, here to tell us more all about diseases of the pancreas are Dr. Nuri Osden. He's assistant professor of medicine and an interventional gastroenterologist at Upstate Medical University. He also serves as the medical director for the New York State chapter of the National Pancreas Foundation, and Jane Cross, the chair of the New York State chapter of the National Pancreas Foundation, who has battled pancreatic disease for the last 15 years. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. Dr. Eisen, let me start with you. Let's do a quick overview of the various diseases of the pancreas. But before we do that, help us understand what the pancreas does for us in our body. Um, The pancreas is an organ in the upper abdomen. It is approximately six inches long and is located behind the stomach. The mainly uh, pancreas has two functions for our uh, uh, health system. It makes enzymes which help digest proteins, fats, and carbohydrates before they can be absorbed in the intestine. The other major function is just making hormones, the most important which is insulin, that controls how the body uses and stores sugar, which is our main source of energy. So when we talk about diseases of the pancreas, let's start with the one that's kind of um, maybe the least intrusive, but also um, seems to be very frequent, as I mentioned in the introduction, acute pancreatitis. What exactly is that? Acute pancreatitis is an inflammatory condition of the pancreas that is painful and at times deadly. Despite the great advances in critical care medicine over the past 20 years, the mortality rate of acute pancreatitis has remained at about 10%. Diagnosis of pancreatic problems is often difficult, and treatments are therefore delayed because of the organ is relatively inaccessible. There are really no easy ways to see the pancreas directly without surgery, and available imaging studies are often inadequate. In addition to the acute form, there are hereditary and chronic forms of pancreatitis, which can, have a, uh, which can devastate a person over many years. Sufferers can uh, often endure pain and malnutrition are, and most likely left without a Uh, with a higher risk of pancreatic cancer in the long run. So it basically can lead to pancreatic cancer. So what, do we know what causes it? I mean, why does somebody get acute pancreatitis? Uh, Acute pancreatitis is mainly caused by uh, alcohol, uh, uh, heavy alcohol consumption and gallstones. Uh, But uh, there are also some causes of acute pancreatitis due to uh, some hereditary conditions due to underlying genetic factors or there might be an uh, abnormal uh, anatomy of the pancreatic ductal system, which we call pancreas division. So in other words, it can be something they've inherited, but more often it has to do with their alcohol consumption. Yeah, they can be exacerbated by alcohol, uh, tobacco use, and gallstones. How about chronic pancreatitis, which is something... So acute means it happens, it occurs, and it will resolve after some period of time. Is if that there's right? no underlying uh, genetic or uh, pancreatic uh, ductal anatomy abnormalities. So what? Ha- so when someone... Does someone progress from acute to chronic or... What is the difference? What is chronic pancreatitis? What does that mean? Uh, chronic pancreatitis is uh, 
basically is that there's a chronic uh, condition, uh, is a long-term uh, uh, inflammation, which leads to uh, fibrosis and a scar tissue formation, and also is a risk factor for pancreatic cancer in the long run. So in other words, the it's the same kind of condition as acute pancreatitis, but someone suffers from it repeatedly yeah, and repeated over longer bo- yes. and longer periods of time. Repeated board of attacks. And what... I mean, what basically happens? You mentioned that there's a scarring of the pancreas, and does that basically make it malfunction or non, non-functional eventually? Absolutely. It will affect uh, basically the uh, microenvironment at a cellular level, and it will basically destroy the pancreas parenchyma and the ductal anatomy that will lead to uh, basically malabsorption and diabetes. So it can actually lead to actual diabetes when you wouldn't have had diabetes otherwise because the pancreas stops functioning, the insulin isn't being made, and therefore... And that's basically the uh, latest stage of the uh, inflammation and fibrosis and scar tissue formation. Is that you then basically end up with diabetes? Absolutely. But now, what is it the same... Are the same causes responsible for chronic pancreatitis as acute pancreatitis? In other words, is it the same issue about alcohol consumption, what are some of the causes? Yes, if, if you have uh, persistent alcohol and tobacco use and, uh, and if you have a genetic uh, abnormality and a pancreatic ductal anatomy uh, due to like a pancreas division, uh, you'll be prone to have a persistent inflammation. So somebody having, uh, for example, a heavy smoker or heavy drinker and also has an underlying genetic uh, deficiency which the patient might not be aware uh, their progression to disease is faster. But people know they have this because you mentioned pain. So do people with both acute and chronic pancreatitis suffer from pain? Yes, the pain, uh, uh, I would say 90, 95% of the patients will have pain, but some patients will might have just diarrhea or diabetes with, with having minimal pain. So what's being done to treat these conditions, both the acute and the chronic? Well, the acute pancreatitis basically, if they uh, basically, the, if the insulting factor is alcohol or tobacco uh, usage, uh, we usually tell the patients, you know, to abstain from those. Uh, uh, basically, uh, cut down on their alcohol and uh, tobacco intake. Or if they have a gallstone, we, we usually uh, proceed with the removal of the gallbladder. Uh, but if they have uh, underlying genetic uh, factors or uh, pancreatic ductal anatomy, uh, they might uh, be having persistent attacks. And the uh, only treatment is basically symptomatic. We basically, um, the most patients indeed will uh, treat uh, themselves at home rather than coming to the hospital because they know they've been having some attacks. And uh, But if they have uh, persistent pain, they will usually end up having uh, hospitalized, we usually basically uh, keep them in the hospital uh, for a couple of days. Sometimes that can uh, they can be admitted for weeks. Uh, basically, we uh, keep them uh, basically control their pain and uh, nutrition support uh, during the hospitalization. Uh, basically, there is no specific treatment for uh, medical treatment uh, for chronic pancreatitis uh, unless. Uh, uh, if they, I mean, uh, the only uh, basically ultimate treatment is islet uh, uh, cell transplantation. Islets, basically the pancreas islet transplantation, and that's something that I guess 
is starting to come to our area. But uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with interventional gastroenterologist Dr. Nuri Osden and patient advocate Jane Cross. And we're talking about diseases of the pancreas and what can be done about them. So getting back to this, basically there is no frank treatment for it. Once the damage occurs to the pancreas, it's really life, a lifelong issue. Is that correct? That's correct. That's a progressive disease, and the scar tissue will never heal back. And uh, so uh, basically, we it's really important to uh, diagnose this situation early and uh, be co- uh, basically upfront with the patient and basically and uh, offer the best ultimate treatment, which is uh, other cell transplantation. Islet cell transplantation, but the truth is, at this point, it's also to get, if it's diagnosed early enough, you can help them change their lifestyle, some of the offending habits that people are doing, whether they're drinking too much or smoking too much. Jane, let me turn to you. Now, you have suffered from some pancreatic issues for a long time. Tell us about your story. I've had pancreatic issues for 15 years. Um, I had my gallbladder out when I was 18, and from there on, I woke up with pancreatitis. So for four years, um, I went undiagnosed. I had lots of different, you know, testing and I was in the hospital a lot and all types of stuff. Um, And then they diagnosed um, pancreas divism, which is a congenital birth defect that causes um, chronic pancreatitis. I had three pancreatic surgeries over the years to correct um, the defect and all of them had failed. And uh, now I am in chronic stage uh, pancreatitis. So I now have pain every day on a daily basis. And along with, you know, other symptoms, as Austin stated, um, diarrhea and nausea and vomiting. And you are basically at this point handling it symptomatically, trying to basically make yourself comfortable and, and, you know, keep your nutrition up and all of that. Correct. So yep. obviously that is basically the, the state of the art at this point in time for chronic pancreatitis. Yes. Very briefly, I don't want to get into great detail, pancreatic cancer, which is always hovering over everyone's mind, and as I said, it seems to be seems to be on the rise, um, at this point is, is generally a silent disease until it is really potentially life-threatening. Am I correct? That's, that's, uh, that's right to the point. And... At this point, do we know anything more than, I mean, is it the only way it can actually be, we can actually intervene is if it's an early diagnosis? Absolutely, that's right. And unfortunately, uh, in uh, industrialized countries, uh, also in uh, United States, um, we are quite late uh, diagnosing the pancreas cancer at an early stage, and most patients are metastatic when they come out, uh, present to our uh, clinics or to the hospital. And... Uh, uh, the, which is, the, I mean, the surgery is the ultimate treatment. Unfortunately, uh, less than 20% of patients uh, are uh, uh, cured. cured by uh, surgical uh, resection. And they have to basically remove the entire pancreas or part of the pancreas? How does that work? Uh, most of the time, it is a remote uh, segment that's involved. Uh, but there can be some rare occasions where uh, patients might require total removal of the pancreas, but this is, that's quite rare. Now, Jane, recently I, um, Upstate has been named the Na- National Pancreas Foundation Center for Care and Treatment of Pancreas Diseases. What does that mean? Tell us about that. 
So the uh, National Pancreas Foundation has been awarding these um, centers of excellence to facilities that have multidisciplinary areas to treat pancreatitis. So they have the services that really range across disciplines to try to Correct. support patients with pancreatic problems. Yep. So what this des- what is this de- the significance of this designation? It's it's great. You know, pe- a lot of people have a hard time being treated for this disease. Um, you know, not education or you know, undereducated, you know. Is it such now that people in our community don't have to travel long distances, Dr. Osden? Absolutely. And uh, we are the second, uh, uh, there are only two centers in in New York State, and uh, one is in New York City. And uh, we are the only center in upstate and central New York that uh, is the premier facility that can provide a multidisciplinary approach to patients with uh, pancreatic disease. Indeed, this is a, a very stringent process. We had to go through an extensive audit process by the National Pancreas Foundation to be eligible uh, to be designated uh, as an MPF center. And there's going to be offered in the future, I understand, eyelid transplantation, pancreas eyelid transplantation coming Absolutely, and uh, with the uh, basically with the addition of uh, Dr. Reiner Grusner, who's the head of the uh, transplantation program at Alps State, he's been involved with uh, uh, cell transplantation for almost uh, three decades, and he's uh, probably he's the most experienced transplant cell transplant surgeons in the country, and uh, with his addition and. Uh, and the setting up of the islet cell, we are planning to start islet cell transplantation in uh, fall 2016 at Upstate. Wonderful. So, Jane, um, I, I would, we really don't have much time, but your foundation is available. You're running different kinds of groups for people, support groups, that kind of thing. Yes. So, how do people get a hold of you? Can we can we link to a website? Yes. Uh, www.pancreasfoundation.org will bring you to the national website and. From there, you can find our local chapters, any support groups, and a lot of um, information about the pancreas. Wonderful. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming in. My guests have been Dr. Nori Osden. He's a system professor of, of uh, medicine and an interventional gastroenterologist at Upstate Medical University, and he's the medical director of the New York State chapter of the National Pancreas Foundation, and Jane Cross, the chair of the New York State chapter of the National Pancreas Foundation, who has also battled pancreatic disease. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air.